It was pretty ugly yesterday afternoon, wasn't it? What began with crèches and concerts and herb gardens and kumbaya ended in violence and arson. Cool. Very cool. Made for some great headlines right around the world. Now this morning, the sector of Wellington around Parliament is tentatively moving back towards some sort of normal. Commuter trains are running again for nearly three and a half weeks. The commuter trains haven't been running because the protesters have prevented commuters from being able to move safely from trains to buses. Kids are able to go back to school because they no longer fear being yelled at or shouted at or abused for wearing masks. Once the university sends in the cleaners and the glaziers to clear away the filth and repair the damage left by some protesters, hopefully the students can go back to lectures. Are we even hearing this? The Wellington protesters believed they had right on their side. They believed they had all of New Zealand behind them. But ultimately, they believed that their rights superseded the rights of other New Zealanders to go about their business, to go to school, to commute, to work. Their rights don't supersede the rights of other New Zealanders. Protest all you like. I take my hat off to you if you feel strongly enough, compelled enough to get out of your comfort zone, to go somewhere, to raise your head above the parapet and say, I think this is wrong. Good for you. But the moment you break the law, the moment you say your beliefs trump mine and I have to cede my right of way to you, you no longer have my support or sympathy. I don't like mandates. The court has ruled in some cases mandates are unlawful. Mandates will eventually go. But that is no thanks to the protest camp outside Parliament. If anything, it probably delayed the removal of mandates because the politicians couldn't be seen to be giving in to people who were breaking the law. The police finally, finally moved on the camp yesterday once they felt the sensible, the law, peaceful, genuinely aggrieved protesters had left and that the camp was left overrun with malcontents and travel makers. Well, that may or may not have been the case. There may have been one or two people still holding their daisies and, you know, just pleading for peace and understanding. But there are undoubtedly some troublemakers there. The actions, or rather the inaction of the police, will undoubtedly come under scrutiny. Could they have ended it earlier? How could they have been allowed to establish a camp in the first place? Mike Hosking put it to the police commissioner, Andy Costa, this morning, that the reason we have so many protesters and so many protests is that the police are weak, and protesters know officers officers have been instructed to sit on their hands. The bigger picture here is the way we deal with these situations either escalates them generally or de-escalates them. We've got protests running all over the country. The protests are not of police's making. Um, We are dealing with them in line with what the law tells us we're allowed to do, and it protects protests quite carefully. Um, Our tactics have been in line with uh, best practice internationally, I can tell you that. I stand by our decision-making, Mike, and uh, you know it'll be reviewed, I'm sure, and we'll see where that lands, but I stand by what we did. Brave man. Costa did not want things to end violently, but in the end, that was the only way it was going to end, once the camp had been allowed to grow roots and establish itself. And that should never have happened. Should police have gone in sooner? Yeah, on day one. 
But after the camp had been allowed to set up shop, I don't think so. There were some genuine souls there. There were too many kids there. And I do believe the police were right to wait, unfortunately, and at great inconvenience to the people of Wellington. Speaker Trevor Mallard now believes we need a wall around Parliament, which would really brass me off if the actions of a minority, a small minority, results in access being denied to other New Zealanders. Actually, I do believe Trevor Mallard might have been part of the problem. If he hadn't been so bullish, if he had handed over communications around the camp to Grant Robertson, the MP for Wellington Central, things might have been different. Mallard is unliked and he's unlikable. Once he started posturing, New Zealanders who were not part of the protest might have felt they had to take sides. Team protester, team Mallard. Some of the protesters are a bit rabid, but then Trevor Mallard. The enemy of my enemy is my friend and all that. Anyway, we'll never know because Trevor Mallard made the decisions he did. Water under the bridge. It's what happens now that matters. Should the police have acted sooner? I really think it would have it would have been ghastly if they'd moved in the first week, even the second week. Once the peaceful protesters, the majority of peaceful protesters, had realised that things were getting a bit manky down at Camp Parliament, that the galloping COVIDs were running rife through the camp, that really it was no place for children after a couple of weeks, once they'd up sticks and gone, then that was the time to go. And had they gone in earlier, it would have been really ugly. But the police are going to have to make, well, not the police officers themselves, for heaven's sakes, but the police bosses are going to have to take a harder line. The Harbour Bridge was just an embarrassment. Escorting protesters over the bridge. You know, Andrew Costa says protesters... Protests aren't of the police making, that there are rules they have to follow. They followed best international practice. Well, international practice, to me, seems to be gun everybody down once they start protesting. So I'm glad they weren't following international practice. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see violence, but at the same time, I do not want to see protesters think they have the right to supersede my rights. They don't. You have your strong belief, you hold on to it, you protest, you protest lawfully. Do not impinge on my rights. And once we start seeing walls around Parliament, that will really brass me off too. Do we need to block off Parliament to the public in general? Or should we just cherry pick and close out the nutters carrying placards with death threats? I'd hate to see protests at Parliament ended because some people acted unlawfully. I think protests at Parliament can be powerful and they can be meaningful. This one wasn't.